What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, you know, doing well. It's a good day. Healthy, alive. Uh huh. Yourself? Uh-huh. I'm not doing too bad. Starting to warm up a little bit, though, but I- I'm okay with it. You know, I can handle it. Did some house shopping last night. Yeah. Did you like the house I picked uh-huh. out? I did. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, like you said, it's a little out of price range. Uh, just but, a little uh, bit. J- just a little bit. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was worried. I, I was worried. And to be honest with you, I honestly, I don't think, even though it's a little bit out of the price range I was looking at, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go with it, even if it was within my price range, because I don't think there's enough room. I, I just don't think there's enough room. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really curious about storage in that place. You know, uh-huh. how, how much storage is there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I for those that have, don't know, I, don't think it had I was, a hot tub. It it did. <laughs> for those that don't know, I was I was just looking for like my dream house. Has anyone ever done that? Where you go out and you look for your dream house? I was looking for my dream house, and I thought, all right, what the hell? So I decided I was going to look in. I mean, where do you get some of the biggest houses in the country? Montana, right? So that's where I went, and you start looking around and. I found this place for what was it like seven and a half million dollars or something? <laughs> yeah, seven and a half, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's up on this hillside, right? It's it's right above this lake, and there's this Rocky Mountain backdrop to it across the lake, and it is just honestly, that's probably one of the most beautiful homes I've ever seen. It, I mean, isn't it? It's you, you saw it. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, rustic log home. Uh, I mean, like the the interior all is that rustic style. They had some fantastic. Uh, I. I I don't know what you it's not log technically. I mean, it's like it's literally a tree. It's a massive tree that they just cut the branches off of and strip the bark off of and and put it in there. I mean, it's not like it's a, beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. Typical log. But yeah, it's it's a really beautiful place. Professional kitchen. Nice stonework. Oh, yeah. Professional kitchen in there. The mantle was amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the stonework inside and out and how they did that stonework on the outside with all the logs mixed into it. It was just, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And you have the outside balcony up and down. You got two, uh, two level balcony. You've got a game room downstairs, six bedrooms, and I think like five and a half baths or something like that. Three car garage drive through, uh, driveway where you could actually drive up to the door and then the driveway continues on. It's like circles around. So it's under a canopy and it's just, it, it's absolutely beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I, I couldn't help it, man. You know, it's just like, what the hell? It's nice to dream every once in a while, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, that would, uh, you know, <laughs> that'd be a nice place. I mean, it might be a little cold in the winter, you know, you might not be able to get off the mountain, but, uh, it's a nice place. It's okay. You got enough room to kind of, you know, go in and barricade yourself in. And you know something, Bruce, mm-hmm. one of these days, rather than going out and buying a big multi-million dollar studio, that's what I would buy. Yeah. Buy one of those. Yeah. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I would buy yeah. one of those instead and do what we could there. You know, that's, that's, that would be my thing because everyone's telecommuting now, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Everyone's telecommuting. Uh, you might have to wait until after uh, we have Starlink up or something, because I, I doubt the Internet's really good at there. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. You know, I heard today when speaking of telecommuting, I heard today that people are 
in like people that are in New York or excuse me, people that were in New York, like 30, anywhere between 30 and 50 percent of the storefronts in New York. And that's like restaurants and bars and uh, stores and uh, everything, any kind of business that you have on the street up there between 30 and 50 percent are vacant. They're vague, as in boarded up, out of business. They're not coming back. So yeah, this begs the question. That's crazy. It is. It is. And you know something? The media doesn't say so much as a word about it. Yeah. Like New York is yeah, I haven't heard of anything about this. It's it's collapsing. And no one's even paying attention. No, no one's paying attention. And now you're trying to tell me, you're trying to tell me that that's happening in New York City right now. And the stock market's about to hit 28,000. I don't have to tell you there's something off there. I mean, that's that's just wrong. Everything about this is, I mean, is wrong. They're, they're speculating it's not only going to get 28,000, but it's going to go back up to 36, 28,000, 28, what is it, 2,800? Is it 28,000? Did I just misquote it? Uh, it's like 27 something. It's about to crack 28. Okay. Well, they were speculating it's going to 30, uh, 36. It, it'll go back up to that. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, this is a bubble. It's not... This isn't real. This is fake. This is like this is all the money that the the government or, or not the government really. It's it's the Fed that's been throwing money at it. Um, uh, you know, because the Fed isn't it's not government. I don't think people remember that or realize that. But anyway, whatever. It, it's 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 crazy that that many businesses are out and nobody's talking about it. You would think the news agencies that are based in New York would be talking about it more. You know. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. The offices, I mean, it's not even that. I think largely it's not even that because the offices in New York City are open. Here's the problem. They're 90% vacant. And why are they 90% vacant? People are telecommuting. They don't need to actually go into an office any longer. So why do that? I mean, look what we're doing, right? I mean, it's just, we kind of, we were pre-COVID when we did all this, but I mean, we can have people Mm -hmm. on from all over the world and we don't need to be in a big fancy studio in one place. The world has changed, right? The world has evolved. And now it's just evolved with business. Corporations now are making more money by not having employees coming in, which we kind of knew this was coming, but we just didn't realize that this was going to be the way they brought it in. But I think companies saw an opportunity and they just took it. So this is where we are. It's uh, I, I honestly don't know I, I I don't know what's gonna what they're gonna do with those buildings, the the large um, office spaces and stuff. I I mean, are, are you gonna see someplace like we we kind of talked about it before with the malls? Are you gonna see like Amazon buy it up and use it as like a distribution center or what? But I, I don't know what you're gonna use those offices for in those large cities now. I mean, because if most businesses are able to work at home, why would you live in a city? I mean, like they're they're shutting things down. The taxes are absurd. So why not go live in a small, small rural community where, you know, things are much slower. It's not like crazy madhouse. Granted, you don't have as much to do like you do uh, like in New York, but you don't have anything to do in New York right now anyway, because the mayor and governor are shutting things down. So uh, there's no there's no point in living in those those places. I mean, I happen to think that there is something to do. I mean, if you break quarantine, you can get fined ten thousand dollars. Right. I mean, that's something to do. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you you, you, if you're into filing lawsuits and whatnot and, you know, the legal process and yeah, true. You can't get anybody in a courtroom. That's true. They're all done by Zoom now. Yeah, everything's done by Zoom. Speaking of Zoom, did you see this ridiculous DNC? Have you watched this? I swear to you, I'd rather watch Snowfall. I'd rather watch paint dry. That's how boring it is. But I, obviously where I'm at, right? I was at the I was I was watching the uh, little bit of the German press today. Propaganda like you wouldn't believe. They go from climate change 
to the pandemic, the climate change in Greta Thunberg to Greta Thunberg in the pandemic. OK, I, I'm, I'm not joking. And they show you the most ridiculous preschool nonsense when it comes to climate change. And they were showing they were showing an area where like ice sheets were melting. You know, just like uh, an area off to the uh, side. They weren't showing like the big giant growth of the the ice caps that even NASA says that they're the largest they've ever been. This is the year that they've been the biggest in the last decade. So they're not right. showing that. They're just showing a little thing, you know, a couple little things off to the side. And they show that. Then they show a torrential downpour on a city street. That's all they show. Then they... <laughs> They show, do you you know, Okay, for those of us that are out in the Midwestern part of the country and and those of us that have grown up in parts of the world geographically where you can see this, this is a common thing, especially you, Bruce, you live out in the plains. Mm -hmm. You know what it's like when you see a sunset deep in that horizon. Yeah, off into that horizon. Mm hmm. And especially if it's a little cloudy, you've got that nice orange glow of the sky at night when the sun's setting over the horizon, right? It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful sunsets. They're showing that next to a dead carcass in the desert. Like they're showing that. (laughs) They're showing that. And they're talking about how temperatures are rising, you know, because of the orange sky and everything. And I'm like, that's a sunset. That's just a sunset. That's all it is. And you're showing a decomposing carcass of some kind of animal. Next to that, it's preschool level. It's preschool level. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. Then they cut to Greta Thunberg, right? They show her as this sad little girl that's just sitting on the side of the street, you know, on a sidewalk somewhere with a sign that says, you know, fight for climate change. She's sitting there all by herself. Then they show her with a mask on, surrounded by all this press and all this paparazzi and everything. And it's just the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. And she's up there giving a speech with her mask pulled down. And it's uh, like, how do you get through to this nonsense? Then... Then the worst thing, this is what I wanted to tell you about. Then the worst thing, then they go to the, they they go from that to the DNC. Okay. Because of course, Mm -hmm. these are the only people that are taking any kind of interest in fighting on these issues, right? In America. Right. So Uh we have to transition Uh right into the DNC. Can you see the agenda that the German press is playing here? It's, it's Uh ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. I mean, you know who these people are. You can see right through this. They go to the DNC and they really don't show Biden. They don't show Biden. Everything was uh, Kamala Harris giving speeches mm-hmm. when they showed a picture of him and her on a stage. She was in the forefront. He was in the background. Yeah. So you could and you could see the camera angles. The ca- I mean, anybody's paying attention to that you can see the camera angles. The camera angles are on her. It's not on him. It's not on him. No one was making any mention of the fact that he's actually the Democratic ticket nominee. No one. Then they cut to an Obama speech. Did you see the Obama speech at the at the DNC? It was disgusting. He's standing in front of the writing of the U.S. Constitution mural. He's standing in front of it, talking about democracy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The most pathetic thing I think I've ever seen when it comes to a DNC. These people have done everything over the last 30 years to torpedo the U.S. Constitution. How dare they stand out there? in front of that and talk about democracy and the people's choice and people please please just well, yeah the, it, it it is but it fits their narrative right the the people that they're trying to talk to or, or address are the typically the ones that are already on board with all the stuff they're talking about anyway uh, you know like the the city folk that that don't get to see those nice beautiful orange sort, uh, sunsets it's not to us in the rural america 
Right. We, we see all what's going on. We see the now. Granted, yeah, there is some climate differences. Uh, I'll give them but, that. Like, but you know uh, the, but it's know not the amount like of catastrophic. Yeah, you right. know the amount of content that the, that the city people have for the people that live in areas where we come from. They think we're all right. just a bunch of dumb hillbillies. Exactly. So I, I feel like what they're the, the the people they're talking to are the ones that are already on board. The ones that are not honestly, they're just not educated. I hate saying that, but. That, that's exactly what it is. Why are you why are you doing these childish? I mean, freaking uh, Sesame Street does more depth on some of the stuff they talk about than what the DNC was doing. And how is I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. Why? Why are they being so? And then the the pulling out the, the democracy nonsense. Again, America is not a democracy. Never has been. America is a constitutional republic. There's a big difference. But, you know, they, they've been changing that one for a long time. You know, I saw one of those political cartoons today. You know, I love those things. And it was it was like it was a uh, it was a C-5 transport plane from the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's actually there's an Air Force base near you. You've probably seen those things fly over. You know how massive they are. Yep. And it was one of those. And it was named uh, on the side of it. There was painted Biden 2020. And underneath of it, like the doors opened up. And it said mail in ballots and they were all flying out from underneath the plane. <laughs> Which that's yeah. what it's gonna be. That that's what it's gonna that, be. This is why they're yeah. making such a big deal out of the post office. Yeah, exactly that. They're they're wanting the mail in God, the 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 amount of fraud that they can commit if it's mail in ballots. I mean, some of the stuff that they passed in the Heroes Act, which we didn't know or see because the Heroes Act was so freaking massive, but some of the stuff that was in there was ballot harvesting, which is literally they can have an activist go in, somebody that they pay, go in, help you fill out your ballot and then go turn it in for you. That doesn't sound like a problem at all, does it? I don't think that's a problem. Is there a problem with that? Are, are you saying that there's you saying there's some type of you know influence or election fraud going on there? Because that sounds legit to me. Oh, it sounds. Yeah, it, it's not like you're trying to pressure the person no. uh, that's uh, no. filling out the ballot. Of or, you know, it, it also doesn't sound like, you know, you, you could accidentally lose that ballot if they voted for the wrong person and then fill well, another okay. one out. I was going to say, they'll just that. hand you another one. Yeah, they'll, they'll just give you another. One. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's no, no, no issue there. Not not a problem at all. Okay, uh, I guess we better actually talk about something this morning. So, what do we have? Uh, NASA's monitoring a magnetic field dent. What is this? So, my suspicion is I, I wasn't able to read the article in depth on that one, uh, but I believe this is the result of the magnetic poles shifting. You know, we, we've talked about that before. the The poles are miles away from where they normally are, north, north and south. Of course, it's it's always been off a little bit as far as you know than recent years, since like the 1800s. But within the last 20 years or so, they've moved further than they have in the last like 150. So um, they're moving pretty quick now. And it's shifting towards like, I think like the South Pole was like in the Southern Indian Sea or something like that. It is something like it was it was way off from from where it is. Anyway, when these poles shift, it's going to cause the magnetic field to weaken. And that's Kind of what I'm, I'm suspecting this dent is that they're talking about. It's, it's probably uh, from, from the poles shifting. Isn't that, is that bad when the poles shift like that? I mean, doesn't, doesn't that cause like some serious problems? 
So it, it, it ha- it's happened before in, in human history. Basically, what, what that means is that with the magnetic field weakening, solar flares and that sort of thing can be more uh, more devastating to things like power grids and uh, electronics. But as far well, and it, it could also stir up storms and, and whatnot, um, you know, so they can claim climate change uh, now uh, because of the, the polar shift. But it takes less energy from the sun to affect Earth when, when, the, when it's weakened. However, we're kind of at an advantage at the same time because we're at a solar minimum. So there's going to be less solar flares. There's going to be less sunspots, you know, less solar activity. So theoretically, if if the polar shift goes on and it completes its journey or, you know, slows back down or whatever before the solar minimum is over, you know, you're, you're, we're probably not going to see anything, any any real effects of this other than maybe some stronger storms. You could technically argue because of this shift, these what are the, the derecho or whatever it was in Iowa, the big storms that hit and did all that damage. It's possible the energy from those storms uh, were from the increased solar energy that that would have reached them. So I don't know the full science on that one. And I don't even know. I don't even know if science knows the details on that one for sure. But uh, it's a possibility to see things like more hurricanes and, and stronger storms because of this. Which we are seeing, you know, hurricanes and, and strong storms. And I, but I thought that was all due to man-made climate change, you see. I thought that's what it was. So, I mean, everything that I saw on the TV over here today, that kind of depicted how things were going to roll. See, it's not its not the fact that the poles have shifted. It's not the fact that we're going through uh, solar activity, be it more active or less active. It has nothing to do with that, of course. It's we're driving cars. We're flying on planes. See, we're still doing that. And that's causing mm-hmm. climate change. Isn't that how it's supposed to go? Is that the- yeah, yeah. Well, that that's totally what's causing it. See, it, it has nothing to do with that big, massive orb in the sky that's millions of degrees Fahrenheit. No, it has nothing to do with that thing that's emitting large amounts of energy you know, you know 24-7. Nothing to do you with You know that. something, Bruce? I, I don't know if I can sit here and listen to this conspiracy theory any longer. And then on top <laughs> of that, I bet, I bet you're one of those crazy people who are going to tell me next that the moon has something to do with the ocean tides. I bet, I bet you're going to tell me that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, the, the sun yeah, I bet is you're actually... going to tell me that gravity is not racist. Uh, are you going to go there with it next? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh man, we're being facetious, but uh, <laughs> oh, that that is true. Some though of this stuff, man. Some of this. Yeah. Stuff. All they, right. So ugh, it's all sad. Right. Uh, I, I understand. I understand. We're not going to see uh, Saint uh, Doctor Anthony Fauci anytime soon. Uh Yeah. Uh, he's. Uh, I, I understand yeah, he's now going. why he's. Yeah, I understand now why he's got the. Uh, and you know what? I'm not being. I'm not being sarcastic or anything. I'm being 100% serious when I say this. I understand now why he's had the scratching voice, because if you go back and you listen to him a few years ago, he didn't sound like that. And I thought, what's this guy been doing? Screaming in a megaphone for a week straight? (laughs) What's he doing? Did he damage his voice box? Apparently he had, you know, yeah, something. Apparently he had a polyp on his vocal cord uh, and I guess he went in for surgery to have it uh, removed. Um, Now, here's the thing. I don't like Fauci, but I don't like Fauci on policy. I, I don't want to see anything right. physically bad happen to the guy. Uh, you know, right, I, and I, exactly. I feel bad that he's going through this. And I hope he makes a recovery. I do. I, I want to see him go down politically, but I don't want to see anything bad happen to the guys physically right. or anything like that. Especially, especially at his age, he's seventy-eight. So I mean, recovery yeah. time for uh, being that that old. And the thing is, is when you go into doing surgery on a, a polyp like that on the vocal cord on the like they can make one mistake and you'll never speak again like i mean it's it, it's kind of really dangerous um the, these surgeries and you're looking at maybe six months or so 
uh, recovery time uh, for for a healthy person, um, a younger person even, because uh, the ones I've heard about are, are younger. Being his age, you may not see anything from him for a year. Um, uh, so maybe shorter. I don't know. You know, depends on uh, recovery time and how well the surgery went. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait. Uh, I, I don't know. Wh- when did he go in for this? This morning? Um, let's see here. Thursday morning. Yeah. Hmm. I would guess a uh, a little bit of a recovery. You know, he's probably if he went in this morning, he's probably I would say he's probably out by now, at least out of surgery. Uh, and then he'll probably have to go through probably. some type of rehab. And you know something? He's in a hospital. Uh, that's a you know, let, let's hope he doesn't uh, let's hope he doesn't get sick in the hospital. You know, right. that's where uh, for crying out loud, they're taking patients in there. Uh, <laughs> if they're taking him in there. God help him if he doesn't. I wonder if he's going to have to wear a mask. In all that, that's that's going to affect his recovery, too. He's going to have to breathe through that. Yeah. 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 It'll, it'll definitely be. Obviously, he'll have to cut down on his talking and whatnot. I don't know if the surgery, like the process has changed in the last few years because it, it has been a few years. I, I knew of some higher profile people that went through a surgery for that and they were out for, like I said, six months. Um, I've heard of some being out for a year. I knew some uh, artists that were out for that long. So I honestly I legitimately hope for a, a, a safe, speedy recovery. Um, I hope he I hope he gets over it uh, well, you know, quickly. I, I I don't like like we said, we don't want to see any kind of physical uh, things happen to political opponents. We we were discussing ideas and and policies, not you know we don't want physical harm. Yeah, and so there, there's a there's a distinction there. I, th- I think a lot of people misconstrue that idea when you say, "Oh, I'd like to see him go down." That doesn't mean you want someone to like physically <laughs> go down. You know what I mean? It's right. when you speak about when you speak about going after somebody, you don't mean physically. It's in the ideas department, right? It's in the mm-hmm. it's in the marketplace of ideas. That's where you want to go. I can sit here and debate somebody on issues all day, every day. That's what I can do. Do I want to physically get to a point where that? You know, or do I want to get to a point where that goes physical? No, absolutely not. This is why we have freedom of speech, right? Yep. This is why you have freedom of speech first and the right to keep and bear arms second, because mm-hmm. you have to be able to talk. That's the point. Yeah. I mean, technically, I, I, I know we're we're different political leanings and all that kind of stuff and have different opinions. But as Americans, we're all on the same team. And I would really broaden it and say everybody in the Western culture is technically on the same team because we have so similar ideas. We value freedom and liberty. So, you know, we're, we're kind of, we should, we should act like it and quit, quit the childish bickering and stuff. But yeah. it's the media, it's the media, it's the agendas yeah. that they push that that's what it is. And that's why I've always said, we, the people, I don't take that to literally mean just American, right? That's all people. And we can yeah. get past all this. We can look past all this. And that's what it's going to have to be. If we're going to get through this crisis here, then that's what it's going to have to be. So uh, that's that's the way we're going to have to look at it going forward. I don't know of any other way to uh, to come together in, uh, in, in a common way and get past it without doing that. So uh, that's just something we're going to have to focus on. And that's what we try to do here every day. Unfortunately, we're out of time this morning, Bruce, so we're going to have to jump. But I will see you later on this afternoon. We're going to be talking some BLM contributors and some donators and how much they're giving. Oh, yeah. And these are common everyday companies that you know, and you're not going to believe who some of them are. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.